Oh shit, no. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing, Larry? (laughs) Welcome to Lawyers Behaving Badly. I am Jennifer Judge. And I am a small Victorian child who was exposed to (laughs) a germ and will now die a slow death of consumption. (laughs) You're in that sweet spot of kids bringing home all the germs from school and the parents catching every single one. Yeah, no, we're just in that period where if you ask me how I'm doing, the answer is that somebody in my house is violently ill at all times until (laughs) basically like February, probably. (laughs) So yeah, we're. Uh, I think we've been in the trenches with this one for at least three weeks, and I'm that's I'm awful trying to recover from it at this point. Yeah, but what's going on with you? I haven't. I felt like I. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever because I sent you a barrage of TikToks this weekend, none of which you responded <laughs> <I know. laughs> to, which didn't deter me from continuing to send you additional TikToks because you were busy tootling around Boston and going to the Pats game and holding Super Bowl rings. So tell me how you are. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah, I have spent one night, not even one night, really, 24 hours at home in the past 11 days. Um, I am finally back at home. I'm exhausted. Um, I don't have to travel for a month now. And I am so excited about that. But yes, we were in Boston over the weekend. Um, uh, Someone I know had invited us to the Pats game. So my husband had never been to Boston. So we made a weekend out of it and went and saw everything there. Um, it was very Boston weather. It was gloomy and rainy and cold and it poured rain the entire time we were at the Pats game. Um, so that was like as Boston as it gets, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, yes, they come out, um, it was in a suite and they come out and they bring you one of the Super Bowl rings with like the five Super Bowl diamonds on it. And it's insane. And that thing probably weighs, no lie, a pound and a half or two pounds. Mm -hmm. It is massive but it was really cool and then I stuck around and did a little work and then got home yesterday thank god and now here I am I am so happy to be home like I can't even describe like getting in bed last night I was like "Ooh, my bed I was so (laughs) excited and I slept so hard so it's wonderful to be home and things are just now it's just the holiday hectic grind yeah. And getting through Christmas, other than the germ that has befelled your entire family. How <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> Minus my husband. He's fine, yeah. as always. Oh, he has naturally. a cast iron. Yes. I know, just like a cast iron immune system while I get mowed down by <laughs> like any germ that even looks in my direction. So no, we're sort of in the same boat holiday-wise where we're just in that period where things are going crazy and there are so many obligations and things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have made a pivotal decision this year, which is I'm not doing holiday cards this year because you know what? We didn't get any good pictures of us as a family this year. I don't feel like <laughs> trying to organize that or figure that out at this point. And I don't feel like having to scramble to do the cards. So fuck it. We're not doing it. Good um, for you. Yeah. And it's kind of a... a relieving choice just to be like you know Mm -hmm. what i don't whatever this year i don't care so that's that's big because i think we've done holiday cards every year for like the last seven years so that's a a momentous decision in the good for you and then um just kind of getting ready for the holidays and we're organizing my mom's 80th birthday party oh wow which is pretty crazy and that's insane Going up to St. Louis at the end of the month and all that stuff. So it's just going to be a busy time. Yeah. When uh, you're going to get the best weather probably for St. Louis this time of year, like perfect holiday weather, it feels like. It's usually just cold when we go up this time of year. Like there's no snow. It's just cold. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Womp womp. I know. (laughs) Like there's never any snow, but... Yeah, okay. you've li- you've lived in St. Louis. Um, the only places I have lived uh, for like extended periods of time is in Texas, Florida, and Georgia. So I'm oh. like a child of the South. <laughs> yeah. So going to Boston, I was like, it gets dark at like 4 p.m. here. This yeah. is, no wonder these people are always depressed. Like this is <laughs> awful. <Yeah. What> are <laughs> that these was a so shock rude. to me. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, good times. That's about it. 
Well, we have a momentous uh, announcement for our podcast today. Um, well, we hold have... up. Hold up. Okay. No, you're getting, uh, you're getting out over your skis. We were supposed to do the agenda first. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> we uh, we talked about this like literally five minutes ago, and my, <laughs> <laughs> my brain has already rejected this information. <laughs> um. Yes, here's here's our agenda for the rest of the episode. Number one, merch. Yes. Number two, diva down. Yes. Num- <laughs> <laughs> number three, open AI. And then number four, Pringles. By like a billion people asking us to cover this topic. So we are finally getting to it. <laughs> Which is really funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. We'll yeah. talk about it. The other thing before we, I'm going to um, add something to the agenda before we get to merch, which is in a very us move, <laughs> we missed the one year anniversary of our podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Truly, like, the only way it could go down with us. <laughs> I know. I was like, that is so typical. Because I think we intended to do an episode that would have dropped that week. But I just, I think I was slammed with work. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was, was a health weeks. emergency. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I ended up yeah. taking my seven-year-old to the emergency room the night we were supposed to record. You were like, I'm going to this, going to my office. And I was like, that's great. I'm on the way to the ER. Yes. I was like, you win. We'll, yeah. re- we'll reschedule. Yeah, we'll reschedule. So in a very us move, we missed the one-year anniversary. But this podcast, which we thought might make it a couple of episodes, actually has limped along for a full year. <laughs> I like how we were like, we're going to do it weekly. And now we're like, mostly weekly, kind of. (laughs) Our jobs are really starting to interfere with our ability to do this podcast. We need to figure something out about that. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. one year anniversary. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's awesome. We have a great time. We hope you have a great time, too. So that's cool. Yeah, it's been, it's like the highlight of my week um, each time we record. So I don't see an end in sight just because it's fun. Yeah. Um, so please continue listening. We appreciate everyone that's listened so far. Um, we're having a blast doing it. And we also appreciate the haters too. We have a very yes. dedicated contingent who constantly gives us one star ratings on iTunes and <laughs> shout out to you or Apple podcast. Shout out to you yeah. guys. We appreciate you too. Keep it, keep it up. Keep up the good work. Exactly. Exactly. Somebody's got to do your Lord's. hate. Exactly. Yeah, somebody's got to do the Lord's work out here to drag us down from a 5.0 rating. So we appreciate exactly. your dedication and- as well. I'm a dedicated hater, so like game recognize game. I know. So I get it. <laughs> I know. I know the type of aggravation it takes to do stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes. Next up, shall we discuss our lawyers behaving badly limited edition merch? We should. So we have announced this online on our socials, but if you don't follow us, if you go to TeePublic, and uh, the link is in the episode description each week or each episode, we have released winter limited edition Lawyers Behaving Badly merch, which I think is absolutely adorable and hilarious. Um, and we had, we cracked ourselves up with our design. <laughs> we were having a good old time. <laughs> yeah, we were. And unfortunately realized that some of our favorite ones would probably get us like copyright lawsuits. So yeah. those are on the cutting room floor, but trust me, they were hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, there is no forthcoming, you broke my Botox merchandise yeah. because we're mm-hmm. pretty sure we'd get a cease and desist letter out of that. So exactly. we'll just <laughs> save the Botox company the trouble. Whoever owns Botox, will just save them that yes. trouble. But yes, we have by popular demand, free Jim Jimerson merch. <laughs> Now in our store, so hustle on over to Tee Public and check out all of our limited edition yeah. winter merch. We're very excited about it. You can also get your Camp Lawyers Behaving Badly yes. 2023 shirt. <laughs> so these will be coming down at some point, and mm-hmm. I would give you a date, like I'd tell you, oh, January first. But you know us, like we, whatever. No. We'll we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> So you better buy now because we could forget but, or we could or they could stick around for six months. Who knows? But you never no, know. We're, we'll try and get to it in January. Yeah. We'll take it down sometime in January. So, yeah, that's exciting. That's fun. And then next up, Diva Down, George 
Santos, my favorite, most iconic (laughs) queen has been expelled from Congress. He was like, yes, I understand what he is alleged to have done is bad and wrong and you shouldn't break the law. But at the same time, he was so good at it. (laughs) He's so entertaining. And I love, okay, so some favorite Santos moments. Um, Number one, I believe he has claimed that his mom died in September 11th, like in one of the towers. And she absolutely did not. No. (laughs) Uh, He hard launched a husband. Yes. During this congressional term. Yeah. And then he maybe hard launched a baby. Like he shows up at a press conference and he's holding a baby. And one of the reporters goes, George, is that your baby? And he goes, not yet. And he walks off down the hall with this baby. It's like, where did this infant come from? Whose baby is this? My favorite was when there was, and I don't even know if this was ever confirmed or not, but people were talking about how he was a drag queen in Rio for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe that was confirmed. Or at least yes. there's I mean, I've certainly I've seen the picture of him yes. in drag. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was doing it on the rag down there. Yeah. I believe he has also claimed to be Jewish when he is not. He's Jewish, remember? He's right. So he's <laughs> <laughs> iconic. Just iconic. <laughs> and currently is has been indicted because he took campaign funds and did things like went to med spas and got Botox. Yes. <laughs> and got an OnlyFans subscription. <laughs> yes, which he claimed he claimed not to know what OnlyFans was until like several weeks before these allegations became public. And it's like, George. Girl, no. <laughs> no, like nobody believes yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then since he was expelled, I'm so proud of my guy. Because now he is trying to earn an honest living now that he's yes. not in Congress anymore. Mm-hmm. He popped up on Cameo, yes. which for anybody who does not know, Cameo is like, I mean, it's an app and various B, C, D list mm-hmm. celebrities, influencers sign up and you can ask them to do a video message for you or a friend and you can kind of give them the details. In fact, my recollection is that you received one. For your 40th birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. You and Karen Vladek sent me the greatest cameo ever. I got the Countess Luann and it was amazing. She sang Money Can't Buy You Class for me. And <laughs> <laughs> it possibly one of the greatest gifts I've ever received. So it was incredible. <laughs> So George is on cameo now, but apparently all his cameos have sold out. And they are starting to pop up on TikTok, like the people who Mm -hmm. request the cameos are putting them on TikTok. And number one, these clearly are going to be evidence in his criminal trial. And like, especially if he's found guilty, which I suspect he will be the sentencing phase of his criminal trial, because he's basically making fun of the allegations. He's like, girl, spend that money, get you some Botox, get an OnlyFans account, live life, you know? And it's like... (laughs) I think this is hilarious. I don't think that somebody who's deciding his sentence is going to think it's as funny that he's like making light of these allegations, but I'm thoroughly enjoying all the cameos (laughs) that are popping up on TikTok. Can we discuss how much he would clean up as a real housewife of New York and he would own that show. <laughs> Not just a real housewife. I need him to have his own Bravo show. I don't care if he's on Housewives <laughs> or what it is. He needs his own Bravo show because number one, he's got the the best personality for it. He's so funny. He's so sassy. Um, He's got, we never found out what foundation he was using in that one yes. interview where he's mm-hmm. got like glowing skin and like, beautifully glossy lips it's like george number one drop the skincare routine drop the products <laughs> second bravo loves criminals so i was about to say they have a storied history of yes. people under federal indictment yes. as bravo celebrities. yes and convicted criminals so like yeah he would fit right in give this man his own show so maybe he'll stop trying to defraud people out of money Yes, give him, let him earn an honest living. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cameo is not going to pay all of the lawyer's bills. So no. Andy Cohen, hop on it. 
Yes, exactly. You know he would be amazing at a reunion sitting next to Andy. Oh, my God. Like, it would oh, be my incredible. God. <laughs> no, Andy should watch out for his job because I think George yes. might be able to do it better. Oh, my gosh. Watch what happens live with George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> I I would... I would pay. I would. I would pay extra money to see that. That would be like yes. a subscription thing for me. Yeah, that just goes to show how wise we are with money. Because I was like, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> in between the time that. that he is, in between the time that he is convicted and actually sentenced to federal prison, most likely. But it's going to be a blast. I know. I know. I can't wait to mm-hmm. see what he does next. So, and if I can. Well, and speaking of how good we are with money, I was like, what is the upper dollar limit I would pay for a George Santos cameo? Uh, to be like, saw, to be like yeah. Karen Delaney, you're a bad bitch. Keep it up, girl. <laughs> there is no upper limit. Like all the dollars. I saw, I think I saw that he, when he first started, it was around $200 a cameo. Oh, God damn it. I would have paid that yeah. immediately without a thought. I, yes. I was like, yes, sign me up. <laughs> But now that he knows there's so much interest, he's probably going to increase it to like $500 yeah. or $700 or something. Yeah. But I was like, I had a list of people I would send him a cameo to. Oh my uh, God. Send a cameo from him for Christmas gifts. I know. That'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Well, best of luck to George. While best he's... of luck to George. Yeah. Stop crying, but you're you're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do any more crimes. Let's, let's exactly. wrap that up. Wrap that up. Well, our next topic on our agenda, I believe, is mine, and we're going to talk about OpenAI. Yes. This was funny because I was writing this outline the week of Thanksgiving when this was all actually blowing up, and I had to edit this outline like five or six times as the news was breaking. The news would not stop happening. And even Kara Swisher, who's a tech reporter, and she's fantastic, and everybody should follow her, she was like updating constantly overnight like multiple Mm -hmm. nights in a row i mean it was crazy yeah and so if you're not aware sam altman was the founder ceo ousted ceo now current ceo of the company OpenAI, which is the company that created chat gpt and it blew up the weekend before thanksgiving and we found out that altman had been in a dispute with his company's board and it created some of the messiest corporate drama that we've had in a long time. And you and I were all in on this. You Well, I knew you were going to do, mm-hmm. you were going to talk about it on the pod. So I didn't pay as close attention to it, but this is my personal catnip. I love stuff like this. I love corporate drama. It's yeah. Like you and I dive in on this. Um, so a little bit of background about Altman. He like so many tech bros attended, attended two years of Stanford before he dropped out and founded a tech company. And that tech company was eventually purchased in 2012. And something I learned while I was writing this uh, outline was that Sam Altman was the CEO of Reddit for eight days in 2014. So oh, okay. <laughs> Weird. storied history at yeah. Reddit. For those who are knowledgeable in the startup space, Altman then became the president of Y Combinator, which is kind of the funding startup and incubator and provides templates that are generally used in the startup fundraising space. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in 2019, he took a hands-on role to focus on open AI and then left uh, Y Combinator in 2020. So a few things about Sam Altman. He's a weird dude. He is a doomsday prepper. He believes that the human race will be wiped out by lethal synthetic virus, nuclear war, or AI attacking humans. Well, that last one doesn't necessarily seem improbable, but it's like, guy, mm-hmm. climate change is right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I have a quote from him for you Ooh. about his doomsday prepping and what he does. I try not to think about it too much, Altman told the founders in 2016. But I have guns, gold, potassium iodide, antibiotics, batteries, water, gas masks from the Israeli Defense Force, and a big patch of land in Big Sur I can fly to. So he is all set for uh, for Armageddon because he's going to camp out in Big Sur and <laughs> all of us peons <laughs> will just have to perish from our nuclear attack or virus or AI. 
Well, and it's funny, too, because it's like the whole point of having a compound to survive the end of the world is for it to be away from the whores. Yes. Yes. Not in like a popular <laughs> vacation destination. Yes. <laughs> it will be him and all the tech billionaires and like creating a little fence to keep all the ha- the hubbub out and just I guess. keep themselves safe. <laughs> So let's discuss OpenAI. It was founded by Sam Altman with assistance from Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, Microsoft, AWS, Infosys, and Y Combinator's research arm. And the goal of it was to make sure that AI does not wipe out humans. So it was originally formed as a nonprofit, but then transitioned to a, quote, capped profit corporation. And Altman became the CEO in 2019. Yeah, I thought their whole thing was like, we're going to do AI, but we're going to try and do it responsibly. Yeah. And so what sets all this up is the way it's set up as a capped profit corporation is the parent company is a nonprofit that governs the for-profit company, but that company does have a capped profit that its investors can receive from the for-profit company. But what we'll see and what created this entire problem in the first place is your nonprofit governing a for-profit corporation is going to have drastically different motivations. And that's kind of what set up this whole thing in motion. The company's mission is to develop artificial general intelligence and to do so for the public good. And at an event in 2019, Altman was asked how OpenAI planned to make a profit. And he said, the honest answer is we have no idea. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> But pretty quickly, Microsoft saw the value in OpenAI's work and invested a billion dollars in the company. Mm-hmm. As we've said, ChatGPT and Dolly were created by OpenAI as generative AI, and Altman has raved about what ChatGPT does, but that its skills are incredibly limited, but good enough at some things to create a misleading impression of greatness, which I think is a pretty good description of ChatGPT, actually. I mean, we've done whole CLEs about this very topic. Yeah, exactly. So, But ChatGPT at this point is, you know, even if you haven't used it, people know what it is. It's in the common vernacular at this point. So it was pretty shocking on Friday, November 17th, when the OpenAI board of directors announced, basically out of the blue, that Altman had been fired as CEO of the company. And the co-founder and chief technology officer, Greg Brockman, was also removed as the board president But the board planned for him to remain at the company, even though he'd been ousted as board president. Um, I guess surprising to the board, Brockman retired or resigned as soon as that happened. Like he wasn't going to stick around. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. According to the board, Altman was removed based on his, quote, consistent lack of candor with the board, which is corporate speak for they think he lies a lot about really important things. Like that's not something a board comes out and says just blithely. I was shocked that they said it at all, that they gave mm-hmm. any reason other than, mm-hmm. you know, some bland statement about we've decided to part ways. We wish him the yes. best. They're like, no, fuck you. You lie. Yeah. But then have was- we ever and you may be getting there. Have we ever gotten any insight into what that supposedly means? No, no, none. no, no. They have not described That's that. That's crazy. Yeah. And you alluded to it. Like normally when a board fires a CEO, there is a significant amount of thought and preparation when this happens. (laughs) You, especially if someone has a quote, consistent lack of candor, you've done a massive investigation most likely into this. And you also need to know who will run the company once the CEO is removed. And you need to know who may resign, who's loyal to the ex-CEO, and whether you need to shore up support from those people, or whether you're going to plan for them to leave, and all of that kind of stuff. Like, there's Mm -hmm. a lot that has to happen when you terminate a CEO. And especially when your investor, your company's um, existence is based on investors, you probably want to make sure your investors are comfortable with this move for financial reasons. And... The OpenAI board appears to have done basically none of that. They just fired Altman and hoped for the best. Uh, Pretty quickly. Go ahead. Usually you also would be very cautious in how you're describing why you're parting ways with your chief executive because you don't want to get tangled up in a subsequent defamation lawsuit. I mean. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's pretty quickly 
OpenAI employees began quitting their jobs in solidarity with Sam Altman. Like in droves, right? In droves, in droves. And OpenAI's biggest investors, including Microsoft, Tiger Global, and Thrive Capital, told the board that they wanted Altman reinstated at the company. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Microsoft found out about the leadership change from the board's public announcement, which is not how you want your largest investor to discover massive strategic leadership changes. Uh, By that Saturday, so that happened Friday, by Saturday, Verge was reporting that the board was in talks to hire Altman back as the CEO. (laughs) So (laughs) embarrassing. Oh my God. But he would only agree if the entire board resigned and a new board was formed. (laughs) It's so funny. We don't know exactly why he was fired, um, but the gossip and the scuttlebutt is that one of the board members, who was also the chief scientist for OpenAI, was worried that the company was moving too fast and Altman was putting money ahead of safety and the company's original mission to form generative AI, form generative AI for the public good. And so he was the one who persuaded the three independent board members to fire Altman. And here's where we get to a discussion about whether the board should terminate him because it's a nonprofit that controls a for-profit. And so the nonprofit's board is required to ensure that the company doesn't stray from its mission. And the nonprofit board has no obligation to ensure the for-profit company is profitable, Mm -hmm. but they do have the legal obligation to ensure that generative AI is developed pursuant to the company's mission. So (laughs) Microsoft then announces while these board talks are happening that they've hired Altman and Brockman (laughs) to lead the AI section of Microsoft. And so we learn that Altman won't be returning to OpenAI at that point. Which is basically a huge coup for Microsoft, right? Because they, I mean, yeah, they've put a billion dollars into OpenAI, but then they get the benefit of Sam Altman and this other guy basically without the constraints of OpenAI's charitable mission. Yeah, that's exactly right. They can exploit it for as much profit as they want. So at this point, the board announces that Emmett Shear, who is the former CEO of Twitch, is the new interim CEO. And this is a rush decision, so I can somewhat forgive them for this. But No, wait, no, wait, no, wait. Back up. Back up. Twitch is the website where you can watch people stream themselves playing video games. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) This is the best we could do for an interim CEO. Sounds like it. And no one <laughs> seems like this searched is a joke. His, his publicly available tweets or social media either for problematic statements. <gasps> oh, my so, God. You just OK. So I'm gasping because you sent me you texted me a screenshot of some of his tweets. Yes. And I just popped it open to give it a little read through before your intro. Holy shit. Yeah. So this is a tweet from this year from Two this tweets. guy. Yeah, two tweets this year from this guy in June. So run with that. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Nazis were very evil, but I'd rather the actual literal Nazis take over the world forever than flip a coin on the end of all value. What was that in reference to? Do we know? They were it was a thought exercise about if you could flip a coin and eliminate 50% of the world's population or the Nazis ran the world, which one would you choose? That seems like an obvious answer to me. Yes. It, the, the answer is always not the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's start there. The, the premise yeah. is always not the Nazis. Yeah. Okay. But that's also just like such a stupid fucking thought experiment that, of course, yes. only these dumb tech bros, tech bros. are going to get themselves yes. wrapped up into. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, God, these people. <laughs> so that's followed up by another tweet that says, this trade-off seems transparently obvious to me and not even close, and I'm confused how anyone would disagree other than needing to show how really super anti-Nazi they are with our real, like, really super anti-Nazi is capitalized. Yes. I bet if you searched for woke in his tweets, there's probably <laughs> all sorts of stuff about how yes. like, anti-woke he is, or like snowflake, you know, these yes. snowflake libs, as if there's some anti-ness anti-Naziness that is mm-hmm. like two anti-Nazis. Like it's just See, performative. It's performative anti-Nazism. Mm-hmm. 
See, you were engaging right there in virtue signaling when you talked about how the answer is always <laughs> not the Nazis. That's right. That's what he That's was right. referring to. <laughs> well, I am I am a crying snowflake liberal. Yes. So it, it is true. Checks that, out. It checks yeah, out. <laughs> that in in any case, I am anti-Nazi. Yeah. Like that's that's like a beginning premise for me. Yeah. But that's also I'm a woke liberal. So yeah. There are other tweets um, of his too, so but you get the general idea with this. So they announced Emmett Shear as the interim CEO. Oh my god. <laughs> so A, let's recap. Yes. Back up. Let's recap. <laughs> a, the CEO of a streaming company that allows people to stream themselves playing video games, whose position is, well, the Nazis are kind of all right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Great choice. Immediately following that, the vast majority, which was about 300 of the 500 employees of OpenAI, sent an open letter to the board telling the board members to resign or else they'll all resign and join Altman at Microsoft. (laughs) And so basically the company has open rebellion at this point from their employees and they, the letter in bold concludes your actions have made it obvious that you are incapable of overseeing open AI. We are unable to work with or for people that lack competence, judgment and care for our mission and employees we, the undersigned, may choose to resign from OpenAI and join the newly announced Microsoft run by Sam Altman and Greg Brockman. And so basically they're like, reinstate him or else. Guess who signed the open letter to the board demanding all of this? Sam Altman? No, the chief scientist on the board who created this entire overthrow <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So at this point, then it becomes somewhat murky, but it's same thing we're following. You and I were both following um, Kara Swisher's tweets, and they would come at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and Altman engaged in further negotiations, and then a few days later announced that he was reinstated as CEO of OpenAI. And so that was formalized. He is now again CEO. The board is reconstituted. I believe they removed and replace the three independent directors that were on the board um, with someone potentially less independent. I don't know, but independent directors were replaced on the board and it has been relatively quiet since then, but it was a week of pure drama and they looked like morons. Like this was a lesson in how not to engage in board dynamics and corporate governance. Yeah. This was complete chaos, which I love, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but should Give us all pause about who's developing AI, you know? I mean, when you think about Mm -hmm. all the hand-wringing about what AI could possibly mean for society and societal changes and the threats that it could pose not only to the workforce and our jobs, but, you know, maybe human existence altogether, if you're thinking of, like, the most grim scenarios, which Mm -hmm. probably won't come to fruition. But, you know, that's kind of, like, on the table. And there are a lot of scientists who are involved with AI that are like, this shit is dangerous. Yes. Like, it is dangerous. So these are the jokers who are in charge of that. That should should make us all feel great. I feel great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But also... No wonder ChatGPT, if you ask it to do legal research, gives you a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> like, this is all coming together. I'm going to pause for a minute and go back because in my outline, we had discussed we were going to provide Thanksgiving discussion questions to everyone because oh. we were planning to release our episode on the morning of Thanksgiving. Can I tell you what mine was? Just real I was going to tell you what mine were too. Okay, so you go ahead. <laughs> I I think I just had one, which was, uh, so these are conversation topics for your family around the Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. table. Uh, As a thought experiment, similar to what our friend did with the Nazis or 50% of the world disappearing, what would you rather blow up in one of Elon Musk's cars or one of his spaceships? (laughs) Gotta be the spaceship, because maybe you'd get to like see something cool before you blew (laughs) up. Mine, I had two. Um, who has stronger hostage vibes, Melania P- Trump or Linda Yaccarino? No, uh, Melania. Melania. <laughs> yeah. Linda did this totally voluntarily. Exactly. Like, yeah, she joined Twitter as CEO full on knowing what she was getting with Elon Musk. And if she didn't, shame on her because it was pretty obvious what was going to yeah. happen there. <laughs> yeah. And then giving a range, 
how high do we think DeSantis's heels are inside his cowboy boots? At least four inches. Yeah, they're they're massive. Like, and I went down a TikTok rabbit hole a couple weeks ago of all the people examining how he walks in his cowboy boots, proving that there are heels in there. Oh my god, it is hilarious. So I highly recommend finding that out because I even have my husband convinced now that he's yeah. wearing like three inch heels at least in his cowboy boots. He absolutely has lifts in his boots. Mm-hmm. We also greatly enjoy, I've never watched a minute of the debates with him in them, but all of the videos of him like remembering when he's debating that he needs to smile after he talks (laughs) and he'll talk, talk, talk. And then he stops and he pauses and pauses a beat and then smiles. And it is the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen. Well, and it's like the most forced smile because Mm -hmm. going back to AI it doesn't look like a real person's smile. No. It looks no. like what a robot would do if it was trying to approximate a human smile, <laughs> but it just like couldn't quite couldn't. get there. Like it just has this uncanny valley vibe yes. to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So those were my two. Um, so I couldn't let them go. I was like, I put like seconds of thought into this. Same. And so I'm so- glad you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll do better next year. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that was delightful. Thank you. And from one shit show to another. (laughs) (laughs) Be here all week. Or I won't. We don't know. (laughs) Number one, thank you to everybody who emailed us, texted Mm us, DM'd us on multiple platforms, tagged Mm -hmm. us (laughs) again on multiple (laughs) platforms. I want you all to know that, number one, you should always send us tips, and we appreciate it. But have faith in your girl. I have been tracking this story Mm -hmm. for months. Yes. Months. (laughs) Because I saw this initially when it started out as a disciplinary proceeding before we had any actual discipline. And my great fear, you know, bars never move very quickly. And so my great fear was that I'd be sitting on this absolutely delightful story mm-hmm. for like a year before I was able to talk about it because I wanted to have like the discipline in hand. I didn't want exactly. to get a complete story. Today's Larry Lawyer has been practicing law since 1976. That's a long time. Like that's a long, long time to be practicing law. <laughs> Let's just marinate in that for a moment yeah. because the events that bring us here today took place in 2021. So he had been practicing for 45 years years. That's so long. (laughs) According to one of his online profiles, he graduated college in 1970. So I don't know exactly how old he is, but my best guesstimate is that he was at least 70 when these events took place. Old enough to know better is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) In 2021, Larry was representing a criminal defendant charged with aggravated murder. There is a victim's advocacy organization in town called Haven of Hope. Their CEO, who we will call Linda, attended multiple of the court proceedings in this case. Turns out, Linda and Larry had known each other professionally for 20 years. Linda had been a victim's advocate at Haven of Hope that entire time. And in fact, they know each other so well that they're friends on Facebook. Okay. At one time, Larry even represented Linda's daughter in a legal matter. And in fact, Larry testified that he knew everyone at Haven of Hope and dealt with them on a daily basis. Because again, he's a criminal defense attorney and these Mm -hmm. are the victim advocates. According to the state Supreme Court, the trial court in this aggravated murder case scheduled a pretrial hearing for 8.30 a.m. on November 30th, 2021. Haven of Hope is located down an alley about two-tenths of a mile from the county courthouse. And in fact, there's a sign on the entrance to the alley that says Haven of Hope Administrative Offices above a bold arrow pointing Mm -hmm. down the alley. Larry drove to the hearing that day and he lived about 10 to 20, I'm sorry, 15 to 20 miles from the county courthouse. So he's he's tooling along Mm -hmm. in his little silver Ford Edge. But he made a little detour first. Surveillance video of that day 
You're already making a face. Because <laughs> I know. <laughs> Surveillance video that day shows him slowing his car as he drives by Haven of Hope's parking lot. He drives a little further down the alley, passes several other parking lots, turns around, and as he passes Haven of Hope's parking lot the second time, slows his car down, chucks something out the window into the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Linda happens to be looking out her window at her office as CEO of Haven Mm -hmm. of Hope, sees Larry drive by, her professional colleague of 20 Mm -hmm. years and Facebook friend, and sees him throw something that looks like a teal Pringles can out of his window. (laughs) The Pringles can lands by her car. Mm -hmm. She gets up. She goes to the parking lot, and here is what she sees. (laughs) It is a teal Pringles can. I'm laughing at these stipulated Exhibit 10 picture. This this is a picture that has, it's like, it's like a, they they took this picture in a police investigation. Yes. And it's got a, it's got a yellow exhibit sticker on it. It's stipulated (laughs) Exhibit number 10. So it is a uh, ranch flavor. Mm Mm-hmm. Pringles can laying in this parking lot. JJ, what's in the Pringles can? (laughs) (laughs) It's poo. There's poo in the Pringles can. (laughs) It's shit. Yeah. It's Larry's shit. Do we know it's his? I I honestly, like, I know about this story, but I knew you were also tracking it, so I have not actually read any of the actual articles about it. Do we, like, definitively know it's his? Do you think it's plausible that he has access to somebody else's? I guess that we know it's human, so, yeah, because I was like, because it dog? (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yeah. No, he he admits that it's his. Okay. Yeah, it's his personal. Yeah. Linda... Goes to the 8.30 a.m. hearing. She sees Larry. She says he won't look at her. He won't make eye contact with her. Shocking. Which which he later denies. But mm-hmm. she's very adamant about this. She apparently says nothing to him about this shit-filled Pringles can. <laughs> but after the hearing, she talks to the prosecutor in the case. And she ultimately files a police report later that day. Mm-hmm. Larry gets charged with misdemeanor disorderly conduct in littering, which I believe he pleads guilty to. Like, nobody's trying that case. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, Linda files a grievance with the state bar. Yeah. (laughs) Linda and the state bar stipulate, which for our non-lawyers means they agree on various facts before this disciplinary hearing. So I know you said you kind of knew about this case, but you weren't tracking it very closely. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is the first time Larry has put his own shit in a Pringles can and thrown it out of his car? This is the part I knew. I believe this is not the first time that Larry has put his own shit in a Pringles can and thrown it out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any guesses to how many times Larry has done this? Well, I was going to say one, but now I think there's probably more than one other time. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, is this the second time or the third time or the fourth time? Yeah, I was going to say this is the second time, but now I'm questioning that guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I got some news for you, according to the state Supreme Court, it's actually at least the 10th time that year. Oh, shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing, Larry? And oh my I, god. <laughs> I do want to note here this this is interesting to me because when I was reading the original deposition transcript from Larry's deposition during the underlying disciplinary proceeding, I didn't see any place where they cabined him in on time like you did this 10 times this year. They mm-hmm. asked him how many times have you done this? How many times would you estimate that you have done this? And he says in that deposition, you know, probably 10. But it's the state Supreme Court that says at least 10 times in 2021. So I don't know if I missed something or they did or what. But I mean, regardless of whether it was 10 times in 2021 or 10 times over the span of five years, like that's 10 times too many to put your own shit in a Pringles can and throw it out of your car. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
couple of other things. Number one, Larry says it is always a Pringle can. (laughs) There are no other receptacles or containers involved. It's Pringles. Larry's eaten a lot of Pringles. He's got a lot of cans left over, I guess. I wonder if it's I always guess. ranch. Like, I don't know. Is it, is it cheddar sometimes? Is it barbecue? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Like, are we eating the Pringles or are we just keeping the Pringle company, Frito-Lay, I guess. I don't know who owns Pringles. Yeah. Are we just keeping Pringles in business because they have the appropriately shaped receptacle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Lots of- I, yeah. And I have like so many questions like. Is there a funnel involved? Like, how does this happen? Like, it's. <laughs> I just, well, the world may never know. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I don't mean to be a backseat driver, but whoever did Larry's deposition, there's so much more detail you could have wrung out of this thing. <laughs> the world needs to know. Exactly. And it's relevant. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> According to Larry, he chooses random locations to launch his Pringles cans. But he usually throws the can in the in the street. Like at people or just literally randomly as like a side hustle. Like I the impression I, I the impression that I got is that he's not physically throwing them at a person. Mm-hmm. It's just like he's driving down the street and once he gets the right vibe, he's just gonna roll down his window and throw the can out of the car. Oh, so it's a side hustle. It's not like a vengeance thing. <laughs> Apparently. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah. We're not targeting specific people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Appa- allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And nobody else has come forth besides Linda mm-hmm. to say, hey, I found this can of shit and I know it's it's from Larry because I yeah. saw him do it. Yeah. But here's what Larry has to say about his little side hustle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Larry. I guess this is just a way of blowing off steam, quite frankly, and I'm dealing with it. After doing this stuff for 46 years, I don't have any of my friends are dead. Most of them I'm outlived. And so that's what it was. Just a prank with nobody that I have anything against them. And here's what else he says. He says this later. (laughs) It was just I got a kick out of it. If you want to know the truth, it was funny. I thought it was funny. And that's about it. Oh, so he's like Matt Reif. So apparently when Larry first talked to a bar investigator about this, he claimed this was actually something he did with a friend. Oh, okay. And I'm going to send you, this is from the deposition transcript. I, you can be Larry. I will be the attorney questioning Larry. Okay. Okay. When you talked to our investigator, you said this is something that you and one of your friends kind of discussed or do together. Can you tell us about that? Just a joke. Just a joke. We laughed about it and thought it was funny. Some ways to blow off steam. I now know it was inappropriate, but at the time, it was just something that was funny. We had a laugh over it. What's your friend's name? I don't want to tell or disclose that. Okay, why not? I just don't want to get him in trouble. Did you call him this time? Pardon me? Did you call your friend this time after you did this? I doubt it, no. So unclear on whether Mm -hmm. there is a second Pringles pooper on the loose (laughs) or if there's just maybe a buddy that Larry calls and is like, hey, guess what I did this morning? You, I wonder if that buddy's like, oh, shit, Larry again? Like, am I going to have to? (laughs) Or if the friend doesn't even believe him, right? Yeah, exactly. Who does this? Maybe he thinks Larry's joking. Like, oh, that's a weird joke, but whatever. Like, nobody would actually ever do this. Like, if you called me and you were like, guess what I did? Ha, ha, ha. I'd be like, oh, you bad bitch. I wouldn't be like, no, she she actually shit in a Pringles can and threw it at someone. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and I also want to tell you that, you know, as much as I like you, you you truly are one of my favorite people. <laughs> You're on your own when it comes yeah. to this type type of activity. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I I again, I love you very much. You are also <laughs> one of my favorite people. I would screenshot that text so fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no honor among thieves. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Larry also claims that he had no idea he was in the Haven, the Haven of Hope parking lot, that this was just like totally random 
Oh, just yeah. a coincidence. <laughs> has nothing to do with Linda or Haven of Hope. So here's another soundbite from the deposition transcript. I will be the attorney again. You can be Larry. Is this the plan that you formulated that morning or had you thought about it ahead of time? It was an indiscriminate choice. I had no plans to throw that thing in Cambridge. It just so happened that I did. Okay. And I didn't pick the spot. It was just on the way down the alley. Like he's cruising alleys at random. Well, and that's that's the thing is that they spend quite a lot of time on this at his deposition where they're like, well, why did you go down that alley? It's not on your drive from the courthouse, Mm -hmm. from your house to the courthouse. Why did you turn around in the alley instead of, you know, exiting the way that you were already going? Mm -hmm. Why did you slow down in front of Haven of Hope's parking lot in particular? And for each of those questions, he's like, I don't know. This was random. And he actually says... I would have to be an idiot to target them mm-hmm. on purpose. Mm-hmm. And he also emphasizes, like, I never would attempt to intimidate a haven of hope advocate or any yeah. victim's advocate or anybody. Like, I, I would never try to do this to, like, intimidate somebody. Mm-hmm. But regardless of whether your intention was intimidating or something more, shall we say, like, prurient, yeah. <laughs> doesn't really seem likely that this was random right yeah exactly so like okay so you don't buy that it's random right i don't buy that it's random well the professional responsibility board sure did they did what oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah they're like okay you know he's told us that he's known linda for 20 years and like that whole time she's been a victim's advocate with haven of hope and he knows everyone at haven of hope and it's also two tenths of a mile from the courthouse and he's also facebook friends with linda and he represented her daughter but he says this was totally random so like i guess we should just take that at face value <sighs> okay <laughs> baffling yeah. baffling and i don't know if what's going on here i haven't i have not googled a picture of this guy i don't know if this is like elderly privilege where he's Mm -hmm. just so old that they're like i don't know whatever he says or if it's like a man thing or like Mm -hmm. a white man thing but it's not credible it's It's not not credible credible. no i there's no there's no way that he happens to throw it at his friend like acquaintances of 20 years car that he's facebook friends with down an alley no Before a hearing where he's supposed to see her minutes later. Yeah, no. (laughs) Crazy. Then, despite Larry admitting that he's done this numerous times, (laughs) and the bar and Larry stipulate that there is a pattern of misconduct, which is like an aggravating factor when you're trying to decide on Mm -hmm. appropriate discipline, the board expressly disagrees that there is a pattern. (laughs) larry sat in his deposition was like yeah i've probably done this 10 times Uh, yeah i do it uh, like 10 times at least it's a hobby i blow off steam this way (laughs) and apparently their reasoning was well this case just involves one shit canning but there's no evidence to establish the circumstances of the other shit cannings that he admits to like and he was like, camping, it, he was camping, and all he had was a Pringles can, and he's like, "Leave no trace." So he gets no. it in a Pringles can <laughs> yeah. and throws clarify, it out his car. <laughs> that's not leave no trace. Yeah, that's not leave no trace. <laughs> but the other thing is, he's also said what he does. Like, a this is a joke. He gets a kick out of it. It's a way he blows off steam. And what he does is he throws it in a street, and it's like. What more do you need to know? (laughs) This is insane. Do the details really make a difference as to whether it's like a Target parking lot or the post office? Like, what difference do the details make? (laughs) I'm stunned. (laughs) I mean, I am, but I'm not because it it seems like Mm -hmm. this kind of shit, pun intended, literally. Happens all the time at the disciplinary board level with stuff that we've seen where Mm -hmm. they just like accept positions that make no sense in light of the facts on the record. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like where they're stipulated adverse to the conclusions that they made. (laughs) Stipulated. (laughs) 
And they're like, they're oh, like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Larry himself says there's a pattern of misconduct, but we disagree because we do not know the dates, times and specific locations of the other shit cannings. <laughs> so that's why, again, I go back to like, yeah. is it because he's so old? Is it because he's a man? Is it all of the above? Like, what is this? Yes. What is this? Larry also says that he has PTSD from childhood abuse and that his therapist has conjectured that, like, this might be related to that. And then during his disciplinary uh, hearing before the board, he suggested that his misconduct may be, quote unquote, a protest of some kind. Oh, yeah. okay. (laughs) But when asked what he was protesting, he responded somewhat evasively, stating, quote, well, we all protest something. And it's like, not like this, Larry. (laughs) Not not like this. Not like this. (laughs) Yeah, not like this. Okay, so what do you think the Professional Responsibility Board recommends? Oh, it's going to be something like censure and, you know, a note in his file and probation of like a year or something like that. Like something that does absolutely nothing. Not even probation. Not even a suspension. (laughs) Not even probation. All they recommend is a public reprimand. Like, hey, dude, don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop shitting in cans and throwing it at people. That's (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Attorneys should not do that, sir. (laughs) This this learned and esteemed profession (laughs) will not tolerate such misconduct. Which, by the way, can we just compare this to the shitty Czech guy and what happened with him? Like, the differences are insane. I know all he did was like, well, I mean, not all he did, but like, (laughs) he only did it a few times, not 10 times. No, he did it once. He left a a shit smear on one check, but he did actually hand that in person to the -hmm. person at the bar. But anyway, yes, you're right. And that guy gets disbarred. Yes. So this goes up to the state Supreme Court to make the final decision about what should Mm -hmm. happen to our good friend, Larry. (laughs) So number one, God, I like, I (laughs) number one the state supreme court repeatedly emphasizes that this pringle can had no lid on it at any time oh see that's a very pertinent detail i think so he's just cruising around with alfresco cans of shit (laughs) (laughs) he never uses a lid yeah like, yeah, if there's a lid, you're like, pick it up. You're like, oh, God, it's like warm and throw it away or something. Oh, <laughs> but at least there's some plausible deniability of what it could have been. But there's no denying what it is if there's no lid on it. Yeah, I also just like, my God, driving around in a car, even with the windows down. That's so gross. That's so, like, I'm just perplexed by how horrifyingly disgusting this is. And what if you have to, like, slam on the brakes or something? I mean... <laughs> Literally, like, splatters against your windshield. Oh, my God. This just seems like incredibly risky behavior on yeah, so many it levels. so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> just, I am so perplexed. So, I mean, I really felt like the state Supreme Court took pains to... Yeah. Like, you know, somebody who was writing that opinion was like, God damn. Like, yeah. <laughs> They also take pains to emphasize, and they expressly find, that this conduct adversely reflects on Larry's fitness to practice law, even though the conduct is not expressly prohibited by another rule. Like, we shouldn't have to have a yeah, rule exactly. that says, hey, <laughs> hey, attorneys, you can't, like, put your own shit in a can and then throw it out for the public to discover wherever. Like, that's not yeah. something we do. <laughs> when we say including but not limited to, there's other things. Yeah. <laughs> then thankfully somebody on the supreme court has like the slightest bit of sense because they're like also um normally we would like just accept what the professional responsibility board Mm -hmm. finds but this doesn't make any sense to suggest that there was no pattern of misconduct so we're going to go ahead and we're going to accept the party's stipulation that there was in fact a pattern Mm -hmm. of misconduct do you think the state Supreme Court buys that this was just a random drive-by shit canning? They do not. I think no. they disagree vehemently based on what we've heard so far about this. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. 
They say that these facts weigh heavily against his testimony that the location of his November 30, 2021 deposit was random (laughs) or coincidental. Rather, they present clear and convincing evidence, not only that he intentionally selected that location, but also that he escalated a pre-existing pattern of conduct to seek an even greater thrill by pulling his prank on someone he knew, be it Linda or one of her colleagues, just minutes before he would see one of them in court. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. By the way, like, yes. Right, right. That's <laughs> yeah. that's literal common sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> oddly, the state Supreme Court has never dealt with a defecating attorney before. So... <laughs> They look to other precedent and they're like, mm-hmm. well, where does this fall on the spectrum? You know, we've got this one guy over here who flashed a bunch of women and we've got this other guy who was caught J.O.ing naked in his car. Mm-hmm. And they conclude, well, you know, this falls somewhere in between the two. They ultimately decline the public reprimand recommendation from the board. Mm-hmm. They sanctioned him with a one-year suspension with six months stayed on the condition that he engage in no further misconduct. And if he fails to comply with the condition of the stay, which is like no more putting your shit in Pringles cans and throwing it places, (laughs) the stay will be lifted. He will serve the entire one-year suspension. Mm -hmm. So if he can just keep it together for six months, he can go back to practicing law. That seems wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, it's a hard one to wrap your mind around because on the one hand, I guess Linda stipulated or said that she wasn't harmed by this. Yeah. You know, and it's not like the Oklahoma case where the guy physically hands the check to somebody and says, go give this to this attorney that like I've tried to get recused from my case. On the other hand, this guy's been doing this kind of a lot. If the state Supreme Court is right that he's basically, he did this in 2021, almost once a month. That's insane. Like, that's insane. That's crazy. (laughs) And clearly someone who's unwell. Like, let's just put that out there. Like, clearly, if you're doing this, something has gone wrong. And you are not well. (laughs) I mean, up until this point... Presumably it's left. I mean, it's not self-harming, like drinking yourself to death or whatever. But, um, you know, people find other hobbies. Like if you're old, you could go do like an aqua aerobics class at the Y with the other old folks or something. Pickleball is really big. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There are a lot of hobbies out there that are not this one. Yes. (laughs) Like you could prank call people and it would be less. Like if you get off on the thrill of doing something like this, just prank call people. Like, go have yeah. fun with that. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. You yeah. could even incorporate some fart noises into it. If exactly. that's, like, where mm-hmm. the specific thrill comes from, like the bodily exactly. functions angle. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I you know, I'm just spitballing here. I haven't had a lot of yeah. time to think this through, but. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Again, thank you to everybody. And I mean, <laughs> literally everybody. Yeah, it was literally like, everyone. <laughs> oh, hey, you two are definitely going to want to know about this. And it's like, you are right. You are yeah. correct about that. Thank you. I'm glad and I'm happy for you that you have cornered the market on human <laughs> shit. And attorneys. <laughs> <Among> and attorneys. <laughs> like you have a niche. <laughs> yeah, we all do develop professional niches and evidently yeah. this will just be mine. As long as there are attorneys doing bad shit, literally, uh, literally. I'll be there. <laughs> Well, that was fantastic. I'm so glad we went through it. I know that you had been tracking it for a while when it very first popped up. Um, So when, like you said, everyone and their brother were tagging us in this. And my favorite was when someone tagged us in the Supreme Court opinion and you texted me and you were like, do not read what you were tagged in. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that. Well, next week I will have our uh, main topic and... I'm thinking it's going to be the newest lawsuit regarding Bedminster and one of Trump's employees. Have you heard about this lawsuit? I told you to avoid it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You texted me and you're like, bitch, don't read this. And I was like, don't worry, I won't. You got yeah. it. It's... <laughs> but we also got tagged in that one a ton of times with people saying it's some of the most egregious attorney misconduct that they've ever heard of. So I am very excited to hear about this. It like it 
made literally made my jaw drop. So I can't wow. wait because it shot. I had a couple topics I'd been working on, and this one, like as I read the lawsuit, it shot up into the rankings in yeah. what we'll be doing next. So yeah, it's shocking. So I can't wait. So that will be next week's episode. <laughs> All right. Well, as we mentioned, there's a link for our limited edition. Yes self-designed lawyers behaving badly merch in the episode bio and we appreciate it thanks everybody thanks guys 